The following audio is from LifePoint Church, located in O'Fallon, Missouri. For more information about LifePoint Church, visit us online at thelifepointconnection.com. See, if you've got your Bibles, let's go 2 Corinthians 5. Uh, I'm not sure how that hashtag thing works, but uh, it does. <laughs> Apparently. 2 Corinthians 5, my favorite chapter in the Bible. Not really. Um, I say that my favorite chapter is actually Romans 8, and then Isaiah 53. Okay, there's a lot of chapters. This is one, this is one of my favorites. 2 Corinthians 5, and verse 11, it says, Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. There's something about knowing the Lord. There's something about knowing the bigness of God. There's something about knowing the awe of God. There's something about seeing God for who he is. Like it says in Isaiah 6, I saw the Lord. I saw the train of his throne filling the temple. I saw his glory. There's something about knowing and fearing the Lord that, that causes you to persuade others. It's why I stand up here every week and just try to plead and try to persuade. Listen, God is bigger than your circumstance. God is bigger than your issue. God is bigger than your sin. His grace can cover. The cross can cover. And so he says, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God. And I hope it is known to you also in your conscience. Now, here's the difference. is This is not talking about just simply knowing the Lord at a distance or knowing the things about God. This is actually talking about knowing the Lord in your heart, in your soul, in your conscience. You know the bigness of God. Now, look in verse 14. It's going to be huge for us. It says, for the love of Christ controls us. Let me ask you a question. As a born-again believer, what controls us? Okay, let me read it again. All right. This is verse 14. For the love of Christ controls us. Some of your Bibles may say compel us or moves us. So let me ask you again. As a born-again believer, as a follower of Jesus, what controls us? The love of Christ controls us. It is the love of Christ that moves us forward. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this. Why does the love of Christ control us? Because we've come to a conclusion, and it's this, that one has died. Who's the one? Jesus has died. The one has died died for all. Therefore, all have died, and he died for all, that those who might live. So those of us who might live no longer live for themselves, but rather we live for him who for their sake, for their hope, died and was raised. And so here's the deal. The love of Christ controls us as the church. The love of Christ compels us as the body in such a way that we no longer live for ourselves. Now, that's radical. That's upside-down world thinking there. So now, because the love of Christ who died for me and raised for me on my behalf now controls me, I, as a follower of Jesus, no longer live for myself, but now I rather live for the one who died and was raised, and that's Jesus. Look at what it says next. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? He is a new creation. The old me 
the old you, the old self has passed away, and behold, the new has come. And so here's the deal. If the old has passed away and the new has come, and I'm a new creation in Christ, it is no longer I who control myself, but rather the love of Christ that controls me. So I no longer live for myself, but I live for the one who died and was raised because I am a new creation. Look at what it says next. All this is from God. I love that. All this, all this. Look, look around. Smell it in. Listen to the noises. Hear it all. See it all. Listen, it's all from God. This new creation is from God. This old self passing away is from God. I didn't muster some strength. I didn't white knuckle myself. I didn't get some good behavior under my belt so that I could somehow be a new creation. It's all from God because Christ died and he raised on my behalf. So now I no longer live for myself, but his love controls me and compels me. Now watch this. All this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, something else is going on right here. I mean, something else is about to happen right here because he didn't just simply save me, redeem me, making me a new creation, now controlling me, now allowing me to live not for myself, but for his sake. So for a very specific, very particular purpose, which he's given to us as a born-again believer, which is the ministry of reconciliation. Look at 19. That is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself. Here's the message. Here's the hope. Here's the strength. Here's the purpose. Not counting their trespasses against them. The fact that my trespasses separated me from God, my sin separated me from God, but because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he looks at me and he doesn't count my sin against him. Because Jesus died on my behalf, I am free, so he doesn't hold my trespasses against me. And as he doesn't hold my trespasses against me, he entrusts me to a message. What's the message? Because of the cross, you can be forgiven. Because of the cross, trespasses can be done away with. Because of the resurrection, you can be born again. Because of Jesus, he now, his love can control you. Because of Jesus, we no longer have to live for ourselves, but for him who died and was raised. That's the message of reconciliation, to bring peace where there is no peace. Verse 20, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Which means God makes his appeal to the world through us. Through who? Those who live. Those who have a new creation. Those who are controlled by Christ. Those who now no longer live for themselves but live for God. We are ambassadors for him. God's making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. That's the message. I implore you. I plead with you. I encourage you, I persuade you, be reconciled to God. Be right before God. Be right before God because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Verse 21, for our sake, he made him who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's the good news. That he who knew no sin became sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. He bore all our sin and he bore all our shame. So here we are. We're celebrating four years. 
Huh? I mean, we're celebrating four years as a, as a new church. But what, what I want to recognize is that even to this day, I look back on the church, even before the launch took place, there was a lot of praying, there was a lot of strategizing, there was a lot of labor, there was a lot of hard work, there was a lot of commitment. Even before we started, I still remember uh, in, in Doug and Sonia's living room, uh, we were just praying and we were just asking God, Lord, would you somehow use us to reach a people? Would you somehow work in us through your Holy Spirit to reach people of this community. I remember, uh, I remember Jamie Walsh was there. Um, the Brubakers, Krista and Sarah Brubaker was there. Uh, I, I remember Doug and Sonia were there. Chad and Heidi Fairbanks were there. We, we were just, there's just a few of us, my wife and my kids. And then, and then uh, shortly after that came uh, Krista Blankenship's been here from the beginning. And Tracy Griffith, you guys have been with us just really praying and really pleading. There was, there was just a handful, guys. Just a handful of people saying, we don't, we don't know it all. We, don't, we can't do it all, but we know we want to see the kingdom come and your will be done here in this city for your great name and your great glory. So make us ambassadors for you. Control us in such a way that we don't live for ourselves, but we live for the one who died and was raised. We don't want to just simply absorb something and just sit and be still, but we want to be ambassadors, ministers of reconciliation. So we ask God to do something. And there's others who've since gone on, but praying. We were praying for over a year before we even, we even got the thing going. You know, we were laboring for a year, and somehow that God would move through us. And, and today, simply because of God's grace, uh, we get to see the fruit of our prayers. Here we are. I mean, four years in, we get to see the fruit and the, and, the, and the labor that we did on our knees begin to come about four years later. And I'm excited because here's the deal. We're only four years in. Who knows what God wants to do? I mean, if we as a, as a body would just fall on our knees and just begin to pray, God, make us ambassadors, control everything that we do, control my heart, control my life. I don't want to live for myself. I'm a new creation. Use me for this city. Use me for these people. Who knows what God's going to do? So let me just share with you some things that he's done over the last 12 months. Um, over the last 12 months, we were able to baptize uh, 11 people. That's 11 people that have come to make a public proclamation of faith from this stage and said, Jesus is my Savior. Because of him, my sins are forgiven. Because of him, I am made new. He washed me clean, and I want to proclaim that to the world. So over the last 12 months, we've had 11 people. Listen, we've sent 17 people on a foreign missions trip. 17. We, we went to Pueblo, Mexico twice in the last 12 months. We sent 17. Eight of those 17 have never been on a foreign missions trip before. And so it was their first time. They're like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know God's calling me to go. And so we sent 17 people. In those missions trips, we saw 100 confessions of faith, and three of those were baptized. A hundred confessions. We, we went down. We had a group. One day, we just had three people come to the Lord, and we were just like, let's just go down to the river and do this thing. Right? And so we go down the river, we baptize them. We saw over 100 confessions of faith. You remember last Christmas when we adopted six families in the area? There were some families that were just 
in a low, low, low time of their life. They had kids, they had families, and they just had needs. They had wants, all right? At Christmas time, most of us just have wants, but they had needs and wants. And so as a body, we stepped up and we began to minister and bless these six families through just bringing things like pillows, Who gets pillows for Christmas? These guys, they just needed pillows to sleep on. They just needed help, and we blessed them. So we got to minister to six families last Christmas. Um, Over the last 12 months, we've had more people involved and growing in life groups than we've ever had as a church body. These These are families connecting with families, community of people connecting with a community of people. Um, This year, we launched a monthly Spanish service. Uh, Ken Castellanos, uh, over the last year, has really felt a call uh, to begin to proclaim the gospel. And he's working alongside of the elders and the leadership team here to learn what it means to preach the gospel. And so he started Spanish-speaking monthly services in here. And, and we've, we, at one time, had almost 40 people in this room all speaking Spanish, hearing the gospel of Jesus. And so we, we've started some monthly Spanish service. We launched a youth ministry Almost by accident, we're just like, okay, let's just minister to some teenagers. And all of a sudden, we've got a teenagers coming, and they're hearing the gospel, and they're building relationships. So uh, we've done bonfires at John and Gina Lewis's house. That's some hot dogs that you saw. We took students to youth camp, and they had an amazing time. That's the videos that you saw up front. And so we launched uh, youth ministry. And really, this week, this Wednesday, is going to be the first youth, uh, youth meeting here in this room, a worship service for teenagers right here this Wednesday. All right, yeah. Okay, something that you may not, or you may not be aware of, but l- listen to this. Uh, in, in this place, in this church right here, what we've done is we've actually trained 12 church planters and their teams over the last 12 months. 12 church planters, 12 teams of church plants have come into this place, have been trained, and since being trained here, have launched a new church in the St. Louis area. 12 in 12 months. So we helped, you helped start 12 new churches in the St. Louis area just simply by training pastors and their leaders. We've done that here in the last 12 months. Listen, in the two years that we've been doing that, we've seen over 50 new churches started. 50 new churches just simply by training pastors. We're making ourselves available and say, hey, you need to be trained. You need to be equipped. You need to see the kingdom. And so they bring their teams here. Once a month we have a training, and we've seen over 50 over the last two years. Listen, uh, okay, so in-house. We've had eight guys graduate from our advanced uh, ministry program that meets at 530 in the morning on Fridays here. 5.30, you get up at 5.30, you come for an hour and a half for 12 weeks straight, and we train you on what it means to be a minister of the gospel where you're at in your workplace. We had eight guys graduate last time, and we have eight people going through it right now. Listen, seven of those eight that graduated last time, seven of those eight have confessed, I feel like God is calling me to some type of public gospel ministry. Seven of the eight said, I'm devoting my life. I feel God is calling me in my life to devote myself to some type of public gospel ministry. And we're equipping them and we're sending them. And we're saying, go, let's do this. Right now we've got eight more, eight more. Do you not see what God is doing? The future looks bright. All right? The future is amazing for for God and his kingdom in this city. We feel that God has called us. every one of us into some type of gospel proclamation ministry. 
This is not for the elite. This is not for uh, the super called. This is not just for uh, the gifted. It's for every follower of Jesus who says the love of Christ controls me. I no longer live for myself. I want to be an ambassador for him. That's what we're about. That's what we're asking God to do. And so our mission is very simple. It's ordinary people empowered by an extraordinary Holy Spirit to live lives with an extraordinary purpose. And that's a proclamation of Jesus. So we're not a program church, but we do desire to equip you. We, we desire to equip the called. We desire to equip those to be everyday missionaries, disciples who make disciples. That's what we're about. Disciples who proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's the deal. If you're not on board, I'll be honest, if you're not on board with actually letting the love of Christ control you, rather you want to control you, if you're not on board with uh, no longer living for yourself, but living for the one who died and was raised, if you're not on board for that, if you're just looking for a program or something, some outlet to plug into, listen, if you're not about making disciples, eventually you're going to get bored here. Eventually, the seat is going to wear itself out. And so we're about saying, hey, you want to be controlled by Christ? You want to go make disciples? You want to spread the kingdom? You want to be used by God as an ambassador? Let's go. Let's go. Let's ask God to fall among us and and strengthen us. And so uh, we want to proclaim the gospel of Jesus with spirit-filled boldness, no matter where people are in life, that they would receive the grace of salvation in Jesus. That we want the gospel to move forward to know Jesus as Lord. Because here's the deal. When you know Jesus as Lord, you know what you get? You get strength for today. You get hope for tomorrow. And you get purpose for life. When the love of Christ compels you, you get strength for today, hope for tomorrow, and purpose for life. That's what you get. When you're a new creation in Christ, you get strength for today, hope for tomorrow, and purpose for life. And through our people, we want to see the kingdom come. How do we do this? We do it in a couple ways. We do it from people to people and person to person. Let me explain that. So people to people, what we do is we strategize and we organize different uh, events, different things that you can get involved with that gets out there to proclaim the gospel. That's a people to people. So whether it's a church to a city right? Hosting a citywide party, or whether that's a life group to a neighborhood, or, or whether that's a men connecting on the paintball field and camping, or whether that's ladies going to a conference and gathering together. That's a people to a people. Whether that's families strengthening families, that's a people moving with such a momentum for a purpose. But it's also, it's also person to person. And so what, what that means is that means you, that means you from a coworker standpoint to a coworker standpoint, guess what you get to do? Proclaim the gospel, be controlled by Christ, no longer live for yourself, but be born again so that you can be ambassador. So it's a person to a person thing. Maybe it's roommate to roommate. Maybe it's friend to friend. Maybe it's family member to family member. Maybe it's husband to wives. Maybe it's a parent to a child. Everything we do from people to people, from person to person, we want to promote Jesus is the way. And so here we are. We're all proclaiming one message in one name. Because to be honest with you, there's only one name that is above all other names. 
There's only one name where bondage is broken. There's only one name that can erase sin and shame. There's only one name under heaven where we can find strength. There's only one name under heaven in which we can find hope. There's only one name under heaven where we can find an ultimate purpose for life. There's only one name in which men can be saved, and that's the name of Jesus Christ. And so you want to know what Life Point Church is about? You want to know where, what we're going to be about? We're about Jesus And when you find Jesus, you'll find strength for today, hope for tomorrow, and purpose in life. Listen, this happens from people to people and person to person. I know personally that many, many, many of you have a personal testimony of how the gospel has been used through you to reach someone else. How your life is constantly on mission. Uh, But one guy that we wanted to share with you, uh, his name is Caleb Sheets. And so I just want you to watch uh, what it means to live life on mission. Check this out. Amen. We want to see every, purpose, every person living life on purpose with, with an intentional focus of reaching people for Jesus. If God has really done something in your life, how dare us keep that to ourselves? So uh, I want to just share with you in just a few minutes some things that we're asking God to do in this next year. So you've kind of heard some of the things that we've seen God do, but what are we asking God to do? And the focus is really this. As the Holy Spirit calls and empowers, we want to be a church that equips and sends. As the Holy Spirit calls and empowers, we want to be a church as a body who who equips and then sends. Therefore, let me just tell you this. There's a new ministry that's going to be launching in October called LifePoint Fitness. And uh, there's many people for many reasons that are looking to be fit. Whether that's just to simply lose weight, whether that's to get stronger, whether that's just to be overall healthier. Uh, We live in a city and a place where fitness is at a very high level on the idolatry list, and it somehow is the drive for a lot of people. And so we want to see fitness as a bridge into connecting people with the gospel. We want to see fitness as a tool to help people meet uh, meet them where they at and connect them to the saving grace and the empowerment that they're looking for in Jesus Christ and the gospel. And so uh, Janie uh, Castellanos has been using this building for workouts over the last couple of months. And so she's been hosting. Uh, that's why all the chairs are stacked up sometimes if you come up during the week. Uh, she's been hosting uh, different fitness classes here uh, three times a week for the last couple of months. And let me tell you what we've seen. We've already seen great success of men and women coming in to work out, knowing that someone loves the Lord, hears about Jesus, and then just begins to ask questions like, hey, will you pray for me? Will you uh, somehow, I need to talk to you about something outside of fitness. And so here's what's happening is already we're seeing people come in for a workout, but actually get, get, get uh, understanding of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we want to see this as an open door into the community to invite people in, to meet them where they are, to begin to proclaim the gospel for Jesus. I can't think of a better thing uh, to make sure that we're bridging that gap. And so uh, will you welcome with me uh, someone who's going to be taking the lead of this is uh, Janie Castellanos. Janie, come on up. Uh, Janie's very nervous. Very nice. <laughs> uh, but she's great at what she does uh, because she has a compassionate heart. She's controlled by the love of Christ. And um, there's some ministries um, that we bless There are some ministries that we want to be a catalyst for, and there's some ministries that we want to own. 
And so this is one that we're going to own, and we're going to say, hey, use this to begin to, to build your kingdom. And so oh, my wife is coming up, too. She, she's helping out. And really what's been going on this past couple of months is me and Eric and Stephanie have been coming to them. I'm like, you know, this is more than just people coming in and working out. Um, I have built a relationship with, these, with the people who come in here. And me without even, like, being completely open, open with my faith. But they, I've had girls come after class and be like, I need to talk to you. And I'm going through the struggle. And, you know, I just see something in you, and I just really need your advice. So I pray. I pray with them. And even doing that with them is just kind of, um, it's just even opened up even more um, doors with everybody that comes in here. So anyways, I just want to encourage you guys. Um, I know the whole boot camp thing is a little, sounds intimidating. So now it's Life Point Fitness. Okay. <laughs> So um, don't be intimidated by it. I mean, if this is really, if you want to come in and uh, lose weight or if you want to come in and build strength and endurance, if you want to come in and be social, uh, make friends, because everybody who comes in here, I've only had a handful of you guys come in and do a class, but everybody else is from the outside. So this is like a great opportunity for us as a body to, you know, start engaging with, um, with people. So um, Stephanie is going to also um, be a trainer, um, and this is something that we're going to go through together. So we're going to have like a little booth out in the front in the entryway. Um, if you guys have questions or just want to know like really what it's all about, and um, want to say something? Sure. Yeah. Sure. You know, idolatry takes many, many forms. And for some people, it's body image. And for some people, it's food. And for some people, it's apathy. And for Janie and I both, people were already coming to us for nutrition tips and for overall wellness tips and for fitness tips. And it's a very easy transition into the hole you're trying to fill is not going to be filled with food or, or with a diet or with a workout plan. The hole that you're trying to fill is going to be filled only by Jesus. 
And this, this branch of LifePoint is just going to be a way that we can incorporate the, the spiritual aspect, which is the most important aspect, which is the only one filling the void is Jesus. And we can, we can meet with people where they already are. They're, they're asking for help, and we know, we know what can bring wholeness, and that's only the Lord. So this is, this is a really neat way to engage with the community in a way that we already were doing with or without a title. You know what I mean? Um, but it's also, like Janie said, a way that people from our church can engage with the community as well by joining in with it. So we'll, we'd love to ask, answer any questions afterwards and talk to you more about it. And thank you. Um, one more thing. Is that okay? Sorry. Um, I just, just to kind of give you guys a little bit of um, a background on, on me, it's, um, I worked in a corporate world for 20 years, and I left that. Um, when I came back from my, our mission trip, um, I really felt like God was calling me. I'm like, I need to figure out. I know it's not meant for me to just sit here behind a desk, um, miserable, because I didn't like my job anymore. So I really started to pray about, like, what is my purpose for you? Like, how am I, I want to serve you. I want to, you know, I want to be able to do everything that I'm supposed to, what I was meant to be. Um, And really, just by doing that, everything just started rolling. And I I remember sitting at Eric and Stephanie's table. I'm like, look, this is, this is going on, and I, I don't know what to do with it. And I just feel like God's really calling me, but I don't even know how this is going to look. And it was really scary leaving a job um, that was super comfortable, super secure. Uh, I had all my benefits. And I left it. And I left it because I knew God was calling me to do something else for him. Mm-hmm. And I just really feel that this is it. And I just hope this encourages you in some way. It doesn't even have to be about fitness, but just in some way. So... That's it. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. As, as the elders and the leaders of the church uh, oversee this ministry, we want to make sure that you guys are praying for the outreach, uh, that you guys are praying for this bridge to go into the community and to reach people uh, exactly where they are so that we can tell them about the gospel. Again, as the Holy Spirit calls and empowers, we want to equip and send. And so I know that together we can do we can do more. Um, there's a new missions project that uh, we're going to be getting behind, and it involves a couple from this church, uh, John and Alicia Looney. And John and Alicia have been called by God to move to Honduras. Yeah, I said um, move to Honduras uh, and start to work with special needs kids uh, and underprivileged kids in Honduras. Uh, in Honduras, there's no really education for special needs kids or special needs children. Uh, they see a great need for that. And so they're going to use the bridge of education and special needs, ministering to those families to start Bible studies so that the gospel can go forward uh, in their work. And so will you welcome with me John and Alicia Looney? I guess just John Looney. Whoa. Yeah, you got the better looking one anyway. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, they're going to get my wife. She'll be up here. We need some, something nice to look at while I'm up here talking. Um, I remember uh, last January, me and Alicia were just doing a lot of praying because we knew that God was calling us somewhere. And, oh, here she comes. Here comes my beautiful wife. <laughs> I 
Uh, and we just knew uh, that God was calling us somewhere. So we, we went and we prayed for a while, and then we met with Eric and Stephanie at their, at their house and told them that we felt like God was moving us somewhere. We knew we weren't going to be here in St. Louis for too much longer. Uh, and at the time, we really uh, were kind of talking about, is it going to be Colorado? Because if you guys know me, I'm a Colorado guy. And Mexico, if you know Alicia at all. So we were kind of debating between that. And shortly after we met with Eric and Stephanie, they just said, pray that, you know, have an open heart, open mind of where you want to go and where God's leading you. And God came in and said, how about Honduras? Uh, and both of us were like, no, 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 Mexico, Colorado. <laughs> but, uh, but no, he worked on our hearts. Uh, and we're going to be going down there. And we're going to be in uh, Gracias Limpiar, uh, Honduras. And, it's, uh, and we're going to be down there. And we get the benefit of going down there and getting to work in a school uh, as teachers. But we'll also be implementing a program for special needs. Because one of the things that me and Alicia really have a heart for that we've seen when we even work here is when we sit in meetings with parents, especially of parents and with kids with special needs, we see sometimes a loss of hope. And they just want someone to tell them, my kid can do this. My kid can do this. And it's going to be okay. And we just want to go down there. And we want to build a community with those children and with the parents of children with special needs that they can come to know Christ in a way they've never known before. Because a lot of those people, not only do they not get the education, sometimes there isn't a place for them to come to know the Lord. And hopefully, we're, as they come into our school, we'll get to make that connection and get to do that and build that up. And that's what our real heart behind this mission is, is that we want to reach those people and just build a bigger community to come to know the Lord. And I remember talking to Eric the other day, and I just was saying, because it's hard for me to talk about, because I love LifePoint Church so much. It's been so much to my life. And I, I was supposed to do this because I wasn't going to cry like she might. Um, but it's, I'm, we're not leaving LifePoint. LifePoint Church is expanding to Honduras next year. And... It, uh, <laughs> And then uh, it looks like uh, we'll be going down probably next July is when we'll make the move. Uh, so in June, uh, you guys, unless you want us to hit you up to buy our stuff, you may want to stay away from us because uh, we'll be trying to get rid of our stuff. So come on to our house, take what you want when you leave. Uh, so we're going to be doing all that, just going to get to take, like, I think it's like two suitcases apiece, and that's going to be our life. Uh, but we just know this is what God's calling us to do. And just, just the support we've gotten from you guys that we share with already has been amazing, and we, we love you guys for that. And if you guys want to know more, of course, we're open. We don't have a booth, but we're open to talk at any time. Uh, our booth is us. Uh, so I don't know if Alicia had anything to share, Will. No, we're just so excited about what God's called us to do. And like I said, we appreciate and over everything is just your prayers and the support. And, and like I said, we're planting a, a life point Honduras with you guys. So. We wanted you to get a chance to meet them, see them, pray for them, encourage them over the next several months. They're leaving summer of 2016, so that's on its way, and uh, we just need to pray over them and encourage them. Uh, as the Holy Spirit calls, we want to equip, and that's, uh, that's with everything that we do. And so the last thing I'm going to talk about is our life groups coming up. As the Holy Spirit calls and empowers, we want to equip. And so as it concerns life groups, uh, we're going we're gonna to be switching life groups over the next year from in-home gatherings to really uh, family mission focus. And let me just tell you real quickly what that means. Yes, one, we're still going to be meeting in homes. 
Okay, but the focus is not going to be just a simply a home gathering, but rather a, a family mission focus. And so we're going to meet in homes, and we're going to have an outward focus. This is what we've learned. We've learned that if you aim for community, people may or may not connect in community. And you absolutely won't get the mission. But if your aim is mission, you'll get both community and mission. Because when people are working for the Lord together in a certain direction for a certain purpose that happens to be orchestrated by God, he binds us together for a certain purpose. And so this season, each life group will be creating and strategizing their own community uh, for a loving event. And so whether that looks like um, uh, uh, in the neighborhood, whether that's focusing on the city or whether that's focusing on one family, our life group focus now is mission. It's not just simply a holy huddle. It's not just simply a gathering in, you know, eat some chips and salsa, let's read a verse from the Bible and let's talk. We will do that. We will study the scriptures, but for a greater purpose in order to share our faith and knowing God creates strength for today, hope for tomorrow, and purpose for life. And so everything we do involves these life groups is moving forward. And so we desire every life group to constantly be looking up and moving forward. And so for this next year, our motto is going to be looking up and moving forward, including uh, probably what you've noticed, a new logo. You guys like the new logo? The reason why we've changed it, the reason why we're strategizing it this way is so that when people ask you, hey, what is LifePoint Church about? The answer is Jesus. All right, so let's practice. What's LifePoint Church about? We're about Jesus. And so when you know Jesus... Uh, When you're looking up at Jesus and you're moving forward to Jesus, you get strength for today, hope for tomorrow, and purpose for life. That's what we want to integrate in everything we do, including our logo. So even Psalm 46, where it says, be still and know that I am God, that being still and knowing God is looking up. That's us looking up. God, I want to know you. I want to know that you're God. And then he says, so that I'll be exalted among the nations and I'll be exalting among the earth. And that's moving forward. And so we want to be still and know that God is God and that we want to be moved in such a way that we will be exalting him among the nations. So this year, our church and you as an individual, we want to look to Jesus We want to move forward in Jesus. We want to find strength for today, hope for tomorrow, and purpose for life. We want to be compelled with the love of Christ in such a way that we no longer live for ourselves, but the one who died and was raised so that we can be ambassadors for him. What do you say? Amen. Amen. Let me pray for us, and then we've got a big party to get to, all right? Jesus. Lord, I thank you for all that you've done. I thank you for all that you're doing. I thank you, God, for what you're going to do. I thank you in advance for the big, big things that your kingdom has in store for our city and our families. Jesus, we fall at our knees right now and we ask you to do the work. We can't do anything apart from you. Holy Spirit, empower us in such a way. Holy Spirit, give us power in such a way to proclaim your good news with boldness. Let us be a church that advances the gospel and builds up the body. Lord, give us divine understanding of who you are so that we can truly proclaim that Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, Jesus is the life. And through knowing that in the depths of our soul, we would have strength for today, hope for tomorrow, and purpose for life, and the world would taste and see that the Lord is good. And the people said, 
Amen. Amen. We're going to rejoice together. Will you stand? Uh, We're going to sing one more song, Glory to God. And uh, I want you to uh, just get ready for what God's going to do. Thanks. I love you.